On today's show, we're talking to Kendra Smiley about raising tiny humans, keeping our husbands happy, and of course, sports. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we tell you why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. So what did I learn this week? People need to learn when to shut up. So a couple of athletes have said some interesting things and sports figures and sports media icons um, this week and have gotten in trouble. The first was Colin Cowherd who basically said that the entire country of Dominican Republic is stupid. Um, what he said was, is that he was talking about baseball and how simple a game it is. And he's always on baseball being old fashioned, not keeping up, not being the NFL. This is a common like opinion from a lot of people, including myself, but you know, he basically, he said that, you know, baseball is so simple that even the Dominicans can follow it. And they're a third of the of the league. Well, actually, they're only like 10% of the league, Colin. And it's a really unfortunate statement because, according to many people, you've gotten fired from ESPN. Now, I need to back up for those of you who don't know the full story. Colin Cowherd has opted out of his contract. It will not be extended after, I believe it was like the end of September. So he was going to finish out the rest of his contract at ESPN, end his show, and more than likely, he was going to be going into negotiations with Fox Sports to join their sports network. The writing was kind of on the wall when he moved to California because the base of, of ESPN operations is in Bristol, Connecticut. And I read an article where ESPN needs to cut about $100 million, and probably where they're going to cut it is closing down their California operations. But beside that point, so on his show, he said that then the next day after getting some flack, he um, you know defended it with some, I think, decent data. And, and, you know, he's kind of sort of right. He is right that, you know, he tried to play it as, well, the Dominican Republic as a whole has less education standards than many countries around the world. And if you look at the data, yes, they're a very poor country. Um, you know, education is not on par with some of the other countries in the, in the world. Fine. That's a technicality. It was still a jerk thing to say, Colin. And he knows it. And, that, and that's what he does. So when I first got into sports, Colin Cowherd was the guy that I loved listening to. I thought that he was so creative by create, by taking, you know, what I think are a sociological, um, topics and bringing it to sports and really relating it to because that's exactly what I love to do. That's why I love watching sports is finding like the backstories on these on these players or the culture surrounding sports or why fans are the way we are. But the last couple of years, I feel like Collins really phoned it in. He was almost, un- I, I couldn't listen to him anymore. He got really bitter. He got nasty. It just wasn't fun to listen to. And nothing he was saying was original anymore. He had already said all these things that he was going to say. So I wasn't um, really upset that he was leaving ESPN. I, I thought that, you know, it was time. I think his, he had grown stagnant. And I thought Fox Sports is a good choice. Well, now... Who knows if Fox Sports even even um, signs him because, you know, he's getting a lot of heat from a lot of people and they deserve to. It was a stupid thing to say. Then Hulk Hogan got caught on tape from t- uh, 2007 calling his daughter Brooke Hogan's boyfriend the N-word. And I don't think there's a word in the English language that you can say that is as disgusting as that word and causes so much immediate kind of, whoa, wait a minute. Um 
the reason it got leaked was is that he was being he's being sued. Um, this is a fun story. So he um, is was having relations with a, his best friend's wife, and apparently the best friend knew about it and was okay about it. But Hulk Hogan didn't want to release. Well, a um, tabloid. Um, article found out about it and they released it and so now Hulk Hogan's suing them they're suing Hulk Hogan and this got released and so the WWE said well Hulk Hogan bye like literally wiped him off of their website completely now this is significant because Hulk Hogan was the man growing up like when my dad and I would watch professional wrestling it was Hulkamania I remember him going you know with the Ultimate Warrior and Andre the Giant and you know Macho Man Randy Savage I remember these things and I'm a casual wrestling fan if if even that but you know this is the guy that if you say wrestling he's up there with like the rock I, I mean he is truly an icon in that sport and you can't just wipe him away you can't just wipe away Hulkamania it just doesn't work that way so that happened and then oh the uh, the newest LA Clipper Josh Smith said that his family is going to struggle with his one year 6.9 million dollar contract because the Clippers only gave him the league minimum of 1.5 million and then the um, Detroit Pistons, who he's leaving, are making up the difference. What do all three of these guys have in common? They are all making very foolish statements. No, Hulk Hogan should never have used the N-word. Um, Colin Cowherd should never have called them in stupid. And Josh Smith, I'm sorry, you should never put the word struggle and $6.9 million in the same sentence. Because um, that is not struggle. If that struggle then the rest of us have no hope whatsoever. Like, we are in Dante's, like, you know, abandon all hope, all ye who enter. That is where we are. Um, But here's what I learned from all of this, is that we as a society have to be so careful what we say. Now, I I hate political correctness. I think that it's the doom of America when we can't say what we want to say. But, um, you know, what, what we have to realize is that we can be recorded at any time. I could technically do this podcast on my iPhone anywhere in the world. It won't sound as good, but I could do it anywhere in the world. And podcasters do that. We now have Periscope where we're live streaming all of our adventures. I just did my first one where I was at Harbor Park for our, for a Norfolk Tides game. Um, you know, you can catch that on Periscope and just look up Sports Gal Pal. You know, look at Donald Sterling. He got caught saying the N-word, and it was his girlfriend who recorded him. Uh, You know, we live in a society now where everything's being recorded and documented, and it is a little scary. It is a little big brother, but at the same time, it's awesome because, you know, again, like I said last week, my friend died. We had all these pictures of him, and that's great because I don't think if we had had traditional cameras, we would have had as many great kind of these moments of, of truly him. So it, it's a double-edged sword. But athletes, particularly people in the public eye, we must be so careful what we say and how we choose to say it. And I just think the big lesson in this is that, you know what? Say the words in your mind first before you actually release them. Um, I'm learning that in my 35 years is that sometimes it's better and more powerful not to say anything at all and let the science silence just sit there. So... To each three of these guys, I'm going to say one thing. Learn from these mistakes. Apologize profusely. Hopefully it hasn't derailed your entire careers. Well, Josh Smith will be fine. We just all think he's just a moron. But Colin, you know, I'd be interested to see what happens with Fox Sports. You know, 
Rupert Murdoch, who's the owner of all the Fox Media, whatever it's called nowadays, you know, he'll probably still hire him because he's a really controversial issue. He's going to bring ratings to that network. And Hulk Hogan, eventually the WWE will bring you back because that's what they do. And you can't ignore history. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame, for God's sake. So, but, you know, I, it just it's interesting to me that these corporations, you know, particularly with um, ESPN and the WWE, if you have to know that your stars are saying these things. You have to know that off camera, this is who they are. This is what they say. This is what they believe. And so if that's the case, then why are you not getting in trouble too? Why are we saying, oh, it's good. ESPN got rid of him. ESPN could have gotten rid of Colin Cowherd for many stupid things he's said over the years. Um, The WWE could have gotten rid of Hulk Hogan for many different things he's done over the years. So I'm just kind of curious. I think they only did it because of public pressure and what's going on in our our society. So it's going to be interesting to watch what happens. um, But it's kind of fun going into, you know, this week starts training camps for the NFL. And we're not talking about NFL controversy. So that's kind of fun. Well, except this one. So Junior Seau's um, family is not being allowed to talk during the NFL's, um, well, Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Junior Seau, of course, committed suicide. Um, and it is believed it was done because he had so many head injuries. So he basically developed mental illness because of, of all the concussions that he sustained, which, of course, we now know that the NFL knew about and the Players Union and players have sued and settled, and it's still going to become an issue. And I'm, I think it's disgusting for the NFL to treat this family this way. I feel like Junior Seau was one of those players that people loved, um, and this family deserves to be able to share in this moment and to remember their father and brother and son. And I think it's disgusting that they're not letting his daughter say anything because they're fearful that what she's going to say the truth. We all know that football causes concussions that you know bad football techniques for many years have caused massive head injuries um we know that the nfl is working hard we had sam rapaport from heads um from usa football on talking about what we're doing at the youth divisions but that doesn't negate what happened in the past and again it goes back to the wwe completely wiping hulk hogan away or you spin completely wiping the face of colin cowherd here's the deal People still remember that these things happen. It's just like the NCAA trying to vacate victories for coaches that kind of mess up. We all know they still won. So trying to erase things doesn't help. Instead, let's prevent people from doing the things that are happening here and let's just move forward. So I think they should let Junior Sales family talk. I think that they, you know, shouldn't worry about it. But you know, it's not my call. So, and the only way things are going to change if we as sports fans turn off the TV and don't watch. And I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, so that's what I learned this week. So again, I'm super excited for my guest this week. Kendra Smiley is um, an amazingly interesting guest and she's not my typical guest. So let's just be really clear. Number one, she is not a sports expert and she is not an athlete per se, but she has been a coach. She's more importantly been a mother and she has raised three highly functional adults. And as a mom who's raising two kids right now, whose daughter just turned seven and whose son is about to go to sleepaway camp for the first time, my goal is really truly to raise them to be highly functional adults so they can move out of my house. That That's the goal, right? Well, Kendra Smiley has done that, um, and she did it through Keeping the Kids in Sports, and one of them, in fact, is actually working for the NFL we're talking about today. So um, I found her fascinating, I found it interesting, and I love sharing these kind of unexpected stories, so I hope you enjoy. 
Okay, gals and pals, my guest today is Kendra Smiley. She is a popular speaker and author, and she ministers to women nationally and internationally. Named the Illinois Mother of the Year in 2001, Kendra hosts a daily radio show, Live Life Intentionally, heard on over 350 stations, including the Northwestern, Moody, and New Life Networks. Kendra and her husband, John, a former military pilot, live on a farm in central Illinois. The Smileys are parents of three married sons and have 10 grandchildren, eight years old and younger. And Kendra, welcome to the Sports Gal Pal. Thank you so much, Ramona. Now, I think that we need to explain um, what exactly you're doing here today. So you're not my typical guest. You're not actually a true, true expert on sports. I think you would agree with that, yes? Yes, I am a true, true fan of sports. And that's awesome. That's, I think, the first place to start. But really, you are actually an expert in what I would call family matters, motherhood, being a a wife and a parent, and would you agree with that? Well, uh, the expert part is a little bit frightening, but yes, that would be my forte. Excellent. And I think that's why I, that was one of the biggest reasons I wanted you to have on today because the whole premise of the Sports Gal Pal is to allow non-sports fans to learn about sports in a fun way. And one of the reasons why is that for my own self and my marriage, it actually strengthens my marriage when my husband and I have something like sports in common where we can sit down and watch it together. We have something to talk about it. You know, we spend a lot of time in the car going to games. So it forces us to actually spend time together. So that's the reason why I thought it'd be great to have you on as a major sports fan. You've got some connections to sports in interesting ways, and you happen to be an expert on marriage and children. So yay. Well, I am looking for, throw them at me, Ramona. See if we can stump the stars. Oh, wait, that'd be too easy. <laughs> Just let me know how I can help. And I'm very, by the way, I'm very uh, blessed to be a part of uh, your program and looking forward to maybe connecting with some of your listeners. Oh, that's great. So I always like to ask my guests this, this same opening question. How did you get into sports? Well, um, I am in my, I am 63 years old and the high school I was in did not have any sports for females, which was a real drag. Uh, I was as close as you could get to an athlete, uh, because all we had really for kid, for girls were GAA, which was super boring. Now, Ramona, just trust me on that. You're way too young uh, to know about that. But uh, I was a cheerleader and then actually uh, was a lifeguard for years uh, through my high school years and a little bit into college, too. And I was on that swimming team for our local swimming pool, open only in the summer here in, in Illinois. My dad was a wrestler in college, actually in dental school, which I think is kind of funny that they had sports then. And uh, I just loved it. I actually chose to get my bachelor's degree in kinesiology, which is the study of human movement. So you actually have as decent of a background of sports as you could from your generation, because I do agree with you. I feel like I have a theory that Title IX opened up sports in so many different ways for women, not only allowing us to play um, the same as boys are allowed, but also it gave us entry point into following sports. Yes, and actually when I taught school, I coached girls' athletics, and I laughed because I had, my girls' basketball team was extremely good uh, the last year that I taught, and we were unusual. From, uh, we were not the typical girls' high school team at that point, which was uh, several years ago, about 35, 36 years ago, because we didn't have just one basketball player. Now, I'm not saying that the other teams had well, no, what I'm saying is they had one girl who could play basketball and four that sort of rallied around her. And I actually had a team that had five. So we were bound to be good. And 
Do you think that now that you've also been a mom and you, you've had children that were athletes and work in athletics currently, do you think that sports are important for children growing up? Oh, I think, I think they are, they teach kids a one, many wonderful lessons. I think that sometimes the problem is the parents think that sports are important rather than paying attention to, hey, this might be interesting to my child. We, tried, we gave our kids you know, a plethora of experiences as they were growing up. Turned out all three of them really liked sports. They were all musicians, believe it or not. Every one of them, in fact, our second son, our middle son, who uh, was the captain of the football team when he was a senior, also was one of the drum majors for the marching band. Now, that's unusual. Of course, the high school was not a humongous high school. He could do all those things, but we let him do the things that they said, ah, yeah, this is of interest to me. And for our boys, probably because we were interested in him, a lot of it was sports. How did he handle doing, I'm trying to picture that because I did marching band in high school and I'm going, hmm, did, did he like get changed and come back out or did he not? Let me first tell you that the marching band was far superior to the quality of the football team. So the marching band uh, folks that were in charge of that had much more clout believe it or not, than the football coach. What he actually did was when halftime came, he ran over to the sideline, took off his shoulder pads, climbed up onto one of the podiums or whatever they called those big square things, directed the marching band, and at one point picked up his trumpet and played a trumpet solo. I know this sounds like something that a woman could make up. Anyway, and then when the, when the band was done, ran in for halftime to find out how in the world they were going to survive the second half. Oh my gosh, that's just so much pressure for for is that the um and is your middle son is he the one that is currently pl- working in the NFL? No, he is a veterinarian. <laughs> okay, well he has to handle multiple things with that, but you do have a son who currently can you can you tell us what he does for a living? Yes, yes, he is the assistant special teams coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, out of college, he was also a kinesiology major. And it was so interesting, Ramona, because his dad and I both have degrees in in, uh, teaching uh, kinesiology. Mine was kinesiology and also uh, elementary education. John's was kinesiology and also math. And when our oldest son was in college, he was, you know, studying the the, – what the study of human movement, and we said, oh, why don't you get your teacher's certificate? No, guys, I don't want to. Well, but it would be so sensible. Yeah, but I don't want to teach school. Well, okay, you can't argue with that. So after college, he went into the military where he served for four years as an officer, got out and began teaching in the college ranks. Everything from the Ivy League for a couple of years to a very small Division three school to then uh, some Division two schools. And one day when he thought, ugh, What's going to happen next? Because you're volleyed back and forth as a college coach based on, he was always the special teams coordinator, based on the success or the interest or whatever of your college, you know, the, the main coach, the head coach, and just about thinking, oh, looks like, you know, this not, may not be what I'm supposed to be doing in life, got a call from the Jaguars, and they asked him if he would like to come for an interview. I remember when he to- gave us the call and told us that I said, and did you pause at least a nanosecond before he said, sure. I'd love to come for an interview. And he was then chosen as their assistant special teams coordinator, which is fun for all of us, let me tell you. 
I bet. I mean, that's so interesting because I think that's a dream for a lot of sports fans is, you know, because we're all armchair quarterbacks or coaches. Like we Uh know way better than the guys on the sideline. But, you know, to actually have somebody in your family, you know, who's influencing one of the 32 major football teams in the world. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's so interesting. Our our youngest son is a dentist, and they like each other, all three boys, and actually all three wives. Boy, if you could bottle and sell that somehow, that would be worth a million. And uh, it's funny because we all think the NFL is so much fun. And the other brothers in self-defense and, of course, making a joke will go, yeah, yeah, but some people call us doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Not as interesting. <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe for another we podcast. Love, we love them all the same, though. Yeah, I think that's hard as moms, though. There are times, I'm going to admit this, my tiny humans, I'll have to make sure they don't hear this episode, but okay. I have two, and there are times where one, is, I like one better than the other one, and it'll switch. <laughs> it depends on the mood and what who got in trouble for what. Well, so. one of our sons laughing, we've just came off a camping trip, and all the kids and their kids were intense. Not easy, because the oldest is only eight. And the next morning, they were standing at the campfire, the adults, laughing about how horrible it was, how everybody was awake and kids were crying. And one of our sons said there was one that didn't wake up. And his comment was, I think I'm going to make that one my favorite for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so oh. nice when parents admit that, that that's how they feel. And, you know, I think for the modern parent, and again, because of your show and your speaking engagements, you probably get a lot of these questions that I feel like there's so much pressure on our children, not only, you know, athletically, but academically and socially that we just expect them to pop out and be miniature adults right away. And I just think that's so, it's got to be frustrating them. I know it's frustrating on me when I see that you know, my kids, when they are playing, they played soccer and they're not as good as the other kids and they're just not. And I know I can see the limitations and I want to push them to be better, but I also want to balance their needs. How do we do that as parents effectively? Well, I think, I think competition is, is good for kids. And uh, so I'm not a real big uh, proponent of everybody just won first place. The reason I'm not is because kids are smart. You know, oh, we ran a race, but we all got first place. <clears throat> Excuse me. They know that Susie or, or Jimmy or Ramona, whoever it is, that that child came in first and they came in 15th. So don't try to kid them. What instead we tried to do was encourage our kids to say, hey, you did that well. I wonder if you could do that even better. And if it was something that wasn't their long suit, if it was something that didn't bring them joy, I mean, you, you know, we, we're big on stretching our kids, but not breaking our kids. Uh, so, for example, one of our kids was in, they tried everything, believe me, and they were in soccer, and uh, the coach was um, kind of mean-spirited, and it, may, and it really was very detrimental to our son's how he felt about himself, and he said, I am not, I don't, I'm not liking this. I don't like how, and actually the coach, too, used very foul language. We were not aware of it because it was happening at practice. And our little boy who was in fourth grade said, I just don't want to do that anymore if he's going to talk like that. And we said, nope, we don't want you to either. So he was making a great decision, and it's interesting because the coach, he told the coach that he was kind of outspoken. And uh, then days later, the coach said, oh, you know, we want him to come back because he was a pretty good athlete. He goes, eh, no, let me, I'll ask him, and he really didn't want to. So pay attention, you know, but don't let your kids just quit because I don't get to bad in the, t- in the top of the order. No, because you're not as good. Hey, you want to go out in the backyard and see if we can get better? 
Yeah. So really, it's a matter of balancing, you know, making sure that they are achieving at the level that they are able to do and competing at that level, but then still not pushing them to the point where it's not fun anymore. Yes. And the one thing that I was just recently looking at some statistics and I was, we have a, one of our, the dentist, <laughs> he played a Big Ten baseball and lettered in Big Ten baseball at the University of Illinois. One out of 14,000 high school athletes will play Division I sport. And that's any Division I sport. I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I think that that's a real, you know, eye-opener for a lot of parents. You know, you see parents, I mean, I have friends whose children are on travel ball teams and this team and that team. And I'm just like, it's so much pressure on these kids. And when do they get to like, just hang out and be goofy? Oh, absolutely. And you know, the, the moms and dads who think that they're going to pay, the child is going to pay for his college education with his athletic prowess, that's more, that's, you know, that's one in whatever. It's worse odds than one in 14,000. Our son who played... How many baseball games? Very, in fact, well, that's another story. But anyway, he was a preferred walk-on and really never did ever have any kind of scholarship. He played, he lettered, he did well, but there he was. I mean, it wasn't like that was paying for his college education. Now it was giving him a great, great experience that he wouldn't trade for the world, but not a big moneymaker. Yeah, I just think that's, I think it's important to note that. I'm sure there are a lot of moms listening to this right now whose children, you know, as we're gearing up for back to school already, which I can't believe, you know, it feels like they just got out. But, you know, we're starting to do the sports physicals and the two-a-days are starting for, you know, my football moms know exactly what those are. And, you, you know, I just think that, I think it's okay if your kids want to just take a break for a minute, just, just breathe because... Yeah. Again, you know, I feel like if we do it too much for the children, they're going to get hurt emotionally, physically, um, and they're just not going to develop skills that we really want them to have athletically or, you know, as functional adults. Right. Well, it was real important. In our household, our faith is real important. And so uh, I can still remember the oldest one. He's the one who now coaches in the NFL. Uh, he, he wrestled also, and he played basketball. You know, I mean, it was just a crazy. He couldn't do both of those in high school, but he did both of them in junior high. At one point, they said, oh, there, you can go uh, to, what would you call them, traveling teams or whatever. I don't know what it's called for an individual sport. And uh, they wrestle every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We said, ah, won't work out. We got church on Sunday. And, and they, oh, but I, I'll be a better wrestler. And we said, you know what? We think that would be great if you want to be a better wrestler, but you're going to have to wrestle on Saturday and Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, that was important to us. And through God's grace, it's important to our kids now as they raise their kids and as they live their lives. So you got to remember whatever, whatever is important to your family, let's not, you know, let's not undercut that by sports. Speaking of importance to family, I was raised in a household. Uh, my parents divorced, and when my mom remarried and when my father remarried, they actually stayed in in tune with each other, so they got along. But it was amazing to me when I saw their healthier second marriages and how much they actually put their marriages before the children, which, yeah. you know, as a child, I didn't understand. I didn't like it. But now as a mother, I get that it's so important to spend as much quality time with my husband, in fact, even a little bit more than my children, which 
a lot of moms out there, I'm going to cause so much controversy saying this is that, you know, I prefer to hang out with my husband more than my children. And it doesn't mean we don't hang out with our kids and do family things, but I put a priority on date nights and hanging out and watching sports. Do you agree with that? Or oh. is it, yeah, is it not? No, no, you can stop right there. I absolutely agree. Uh, my husband and I both feel, and when we talk about what are your priorities, what are our priorities, the first for both of us is our faith. The second is one another, our spouse. Uh, the next comes the kids, and then comes work, which actually my work is so fun that it looks like I'm not working, and that's, of course, being a conference speaker. And then the fifth thing is all those other good things, and that's, you know, can you make cookies for the PTA. Sure, as long as the other things come first. And it's not a matter of their rank. Uh, like it's not, It is a matter of their rank. It's not a matter of time spent. It's not like, okay, uh, John's number two, so I have to spend eight hours with him after I spend nine hours with my faith. No. It's what colors the things, everything on top colors the things. So when I would make a decision about my work, I would have to consider how does that in fact affect my kids, my spouse, my faith, and if all those things, because they were on top of that on this list, coloring the other things, and if it came down and it was favorable, yeah. But the funniest thing with sports, too, I was asked to speak at a very big event, and this was many years ago. Our son was, was a junior in high school, he was 18 months away, our, our oldest son, who's a big football lover. And I said it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I was going to keynote one of those days. Oh, and I was, I mean, I could hardly breathe. I was so excited. And I hung up the phone, and about, oh, 45 minutes later, I realized, oh, my goodness, that'll be his senior year. And if I keynote on Friday, or it was clear out in California, too, if I keynote on Friday or Saturday, I won't get home for his high school football game. So... As crazy as it might have seemed, I called up this big deal uh, speaking place and said, have you decided who is going to, actually it been a couple of days, have you decided who's going to keynote on which night? No, we have. I said, could I keynote on Thursday? Because my son has a football game on Friday and he's a senior and I'd really like to see it. And they said, fine. Now I'm sure when she hung up the phone, she either thought I was a crazy woman or wow. That lady's got her priorities in order. Now, if I couldn't have done it, if it would have, <clears throat> if I, if they said you have to do it on Friday or Saturday, someone's already, I would have done it. I would have been true to my word. But because they could make the difference, I changed it and got home by Friday afternoon and watched him play football. So it's just a matter of, of deciding as a couple what are the priorities and then just instituting best practices in order to say every decision we make that involves something outside of our marriage, we need to decide, is this part of these priorities? Yes. My husband was a military pilot for 30 years, flew a KC-135, mostly in the reserve so we could live on our farm. And when he would come home, he'd be gone, you know, 12 hours when he wasn't TDY somewhere. He'd come home, he'd wrestle with the boys, he'd play, throw them around, and then he'd say, now I'm going to talk to mom. And that was it. And the boys didn't. And the boys knew this is mom and dad's time. And we would talk for however long we want, just catching up. And the boys were very respectful of that. And now I watch them do that with their own children. And that's something, Ramona, that every young mom can think about. What are you modeling for your kids? Look long-term as a parent. Your kids are not going to live with you. Hopefully, when they're 36 years old, you don't want them sleeping in your basement, right? You want them out being responsible adults who are contributing to this world. 
Well, what happens if you're one of my listeners, and I do have a fair amount of them who ha- are trying to understand sports because they've heard my story and they've heard how great my marriage is now that we watch football together. And it's not perfect. I want to be really clear. We still have our bumps. But, you know, it definitely gives my husband and I common ground that isn't the kids or our work or, you know, family. It, it's something that's completely our own. But what happens if you've got a spouse who is really into something and the other one just isn't and has tried and is trying to learn how do you you know balance the need to want you know this kind of personal thing which I want to follow this team or sport or watch it but I've got this other spouse who wants to spend time with me and they conflict how do you balance that well I think part of what makes a uh, marriage well-rounded is what I call playing together and that's what you're describing uh, in your family you and your hubby playing together actually you're sitting still but you're watching something together when I was that cheerleader in high school, and I don't mean to say that with chagrin because now it is a competitive sport, uh, our uh, sponsor had each of us read the book Football for Dummies, and I do believe that you said that you had uh, done something like that in your past, just so we yes. didn't say, you know, uh, hit them again, hit them again harder, harder when we were on offense or something like that. And so I would say first, learn, you don't have to learn a lot about it. Get a book written for sixth graders. And and just read so you know some of the things. And probably, especially if you are DVRing the game or have a, a something so you can stop and start again, you can ask your husband questions if that's what he likes. Now, John, not only does he like football, but he likes golf. I really don't like golf much, but I I will sit in the same room. And I must admit, sometimes with my laptop on my lap, but I'll sit there. And actually, since Jordan Spieth won that tournament recently and another one even more recently, I have become a fan of his. Why? Because I know anything about golf? No, because I'm interested in people. And that's something else you can do is find out about the quarterback who's going to be quarterbacking on Saturday. Both Find out about both of them. You know, find out about the one your husband, the team your husband likes for sure. And then you can, you know, you know what's going on. You know a little bit about if he's married. What about his family? Where did he play college ball? so that you've got a little more personal interest in the game. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that, you know, the way for women in sports, because we look at sports differently than men do, it's not through X's and O's. If you're really into strategy, that's great. And you there's tons of information about that. But the way I really get into a sports team is the backstories, like you said, you know, and there are lots of programs and lots of documentaries that you and your husband can watch together on Netflix, um, you know, for or you can check them at the library if you're on a really super tight budget. But there's a ton of different programming that appeals to the more what I call sociological side of sports, more society driven. And it's those stories. It's why the, the movie, The Blind Side was so popular. It wasn't the fact that it was a football movie. It was the fact that it was a human interest story of a family saying, we're going to adopt this child and we're going to bring him into our home and let's see what happens. And then let's see how we grow together as a family. That's why that movie was popular, not because of football. Yes, exactly. I want to know about relationships and I want to make decisions as long as it's a team that we're, you know, we're neutral about. I want to make, or two teams playing that we're neutral about. I want to make the decision based on what I know about some of the players. Yeah, it, it's interesting. My, our son who's in the NFL, uh, I challenged our three sons this year and they're all adults. They all have kids of their own. And, and I said, you know what? Your wives are busy. This was about, oh, mid-November. I said, how about this year you pick out something for me for Christmas because we exchange gifts. And, and their sweet wives are always, they, they give me wonderful things. They, they're, you know, they're very, very lovely women. But I thought, and I said, I don't care if it's the peanuts, 
you got on the last flight you made. But just you do it. Well, uh, I had also mentioned to our son that one, that uh, if I ever had my picture taken with one of the players, here's the one I'd want it taken with, one of the Jaguars. And it was a rookie. I liked his enthusiasm. It had nothing to do with much else. But when I'd watch him, he was like, yes, he was always in on it, and I am an enthusiastic person. And so lo and behold, for Christmas, I got an autographed NFL football from this gentleman to Kendra and then this guy's name on it. And, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. So for me now, watching the football game, he's on defense. And, boy, when he gets in, I am paying attention to number 50. I think he was probably excited about it, too, because rookie defensive men typically don't get a lot of fan requests. <laughs> yes, uh, you have to actually uh, – our son had to they're – not, they're not really there to bug the players. So he said, you know, hey, I'd like to go in. This is for my mother. I'm sure he said it just like that. Is that okay? And so then he went into the locker room, and, and when he told uh, Talvin, he, uh, he said, I don't understand it, Talvin, but she likes you. He's my son <laughs> and thinks he's funny. And Talvin says, hey, very bright woman. Where did he go to school, um, the player oh, you like? I should know. I don't know. He's just adorable, though. <laughs> he could be like an Ohio State grad, and that would go very against oh. your whole University of that, Illinois. Yeah, no, I think it was somewhere south of the board, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Oh, so it might be SEC territory. You I never know. I yeah. but see, I don't want to say, hey, ooh, I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't well, know, you what. know <laughs> But you know what you could do? You, we were talking about this off air. Um, what, what do we do when we don't know something? We... Google, Google it. it. Google it. That's right. And that's the thing, too. Um, you know, the days of people being able to BS or fishtail their way out of facts is oh. over because we all have computers in our hands. So yeah. if you are up against a guy, I get this a lot where they, they are like trying to trick me with, with sports trivia. Whip out that phone, ladies, and go, really? Da, da, da. And prove them wrong. And so there don't be go. afraid to show your, your smarts there. That's it. Well, I'm just looking for this guy to be in the, the, you know, make the Hall of Fame. And then, you know, then I'll, by that I will have learned where he went to college. I did read it once, but it wasn't something I felt I should log on into my brain. That's okay. Obviously, it wasn't a school that I've, you either love or dislike. So That's right. um, Not in the I Big do, Ten. Not in the Big Ten. Um, so in the Big Ten, you are definitely an Illinois fan, correct? Yes, we all. We, my husband and I, all our siblings and all of our sons went to the University of Illinois. Wow, so it's a whole family thing. So do you guys have like a major rival? Anybody else in the Big Ten? Nice. I like it. I like it. So, so you, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Michigan State because um, I went to the University of Virginia and obviously basketball is huge for us and we faced them a couple times and came up on the shorter end of it. So definitely. Yes. Good. Yeah, we have different ones we don't like for different sports. It all depends. Yeah, same here, same here. And there's a few that we just generally just don't like on principle, but that that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah, and I think, and see this kind of conversation to my gals and pals out there who aren't, you know, big sports fans yet, you know, understanding like rivals of teams, every team has one. It, it, the little leagues your kids play on, they have a rival. I promise. It's just a natural nature of sports. There has to be a good guy and a bad guy. And it doesn't necessarily mean the bad guy's evil. It just means that, we're against them. And I think this is healthy for kids and families to have a little bit of competition. Oh, it absolutely is. It gets unhealthy when the competition becomes the parent's uh, main thrust. Uh, my husband was the president of Little League. I said he was also on the school board and lots of other things through the years. I said, but the president of Little League was one of the most 
thankless jobs. And unfortunately, there would be parents that would come up to him afterwards. And, and many times they had been having too much to drink and it wasn't Diet Coke. And my husband had the best philosophy, it was, or the best strategy, I guess. It was wonderful. So they'd be so mad. That call that that umpire made was blah, blah, blah. My kid didn't get to buy. And he would just be so sweet. He'd say, you know what? I will be glad to talk to you about this. Could you give me a call in the morning? Try to guess, Ramona, how many people gave him a call in the morning. Oh, that's great advice. Yeah, zero. I don't think anybody ever did. Because in the heat of the moment, they were being very emotional and perhaps slightly intoxicated, and they were not thinking it through. So he just gave them time to think it through in a very pleasant way, but there was no way he was going to argue a point or try to discuss a point uh, right after a Little League game with a parent who really wasn't thinking about what was important. Wow, that's just, I think that's just good advice in general. Like, table the, con- table the conversation. That could, that could go into so many different areas because too often – it doesn't matter if it's sports or work. We get emotional and just table it. Yes, my husband and I used to have Sam's meetings when our children were little, and that stood for Sunday A.M. Summit. It's the same idea. You know, we tabled it until the summit. Hey, let's talk about that at the Sam's meeting. And the kids wouldn't be around, and we could, and nobody was emotional, and we could figure out what was the best strategy, whether to handle something with our own kids or something we had been upset with one another about. That's terrific. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an, that's, the, uh, I've never thought about doing that. So I think I'm going to implement that with my husband. <laughs> great. I think that's great. So again, um, where, where can the ladies and gals and pals, I shouldn't just say ladies. I do have a lot of male listeners and I love them. The pals out there are fantastic. They're some of my biggest advocates. So thank you. Um, where can the people of gal pal nation connect with you? Well, my website is under construction. Don't you love that right when you're doing an interview? But they can go there. Uh, it's KendraSmiley.com, K-E-N-D-R-A-S-M-I-L-E-Y.com. And uh, also a great way is on Facebook, Kendra Smiley, author and speaker. They can message me from there and love to hear from them if they have anything they'd like to know about, anything I might know about or really, truly my passion is, uh, my passion actually, I do enjoy sports, but it's uh, encouraging people to uh, sing their song, and that comes in a lot of different ways. I speak to parents, my husband and I actually do, and then I speak uh, to women, uh, conferences and at educational conferences, so love to do that. I, I consider that uh, not work at all, but it's what, uh, what I have to do, so they can contact me there. I would enjoy hearing from them. That's terrific. And again, all of the notes, um, all of the links for Kendra are going to be on the um, show notes at sportsgalpal.com or blog talk radio forward slash um, sportsgalpal. And again, I love what Kendra does. She basically is saying that, you know, we as individuals, as human beings, particularly women, embrace, it's kind of like let your light shine. (laughs) I love that song because it's, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It it just, it's true because if I didn't let my light shine, I would not be talking to Kendra right now because I have to be crazy to want to do a podcast about sports and I I tape them in my walk-in closet. So only a crazy woman talks to herself. And a microphone in her walk-in closet. Uh, no, I, I would call that a woman who who's singing her song. <laughs> All right, we'll go off that, even if it's off-key sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Okay, great. And again, if you want to connect with Kendra, I will have all of the links to her on my show notes. And again, thanks so much for coming on the show. 
Well, thank you. And maybe our paths will cross eyeball to eyeball sometime. Absolutely. Thanks again to Kendra Smiley for coming onto the podcast this week. I really enjoyed our conversation. So now on to our question of the week. And it comes from several of you, um, all of you I'm just overwhelmed and amazed. Um, I had so many people after last week's episode um, email me and send me private tweets and just said, you know, um, thank you for sharing your story about your friend and they were praying for me and him and his family and it was just amazing. So I just wanted to say again a big thank you to you guys. I know that um, the last couple weeks it's just not been my best episodes. I know that, um, you know, but again, I've got some cool things coming up. So I want to go over again. um, Something I am planning on doing is I want to add um, another episode each week. And I want the episode to be a little different. And this Kendra Smiley episode is kind of a prelude to that. So I wanted a way where I could have some more of my friends and colleagues come on that weren't necessarily sports experts, but still talking about their fan stories. Um, the one thing I hear constantly from my listeners is that you guys love it when I'm talking about, you know, what got people like Zach McCride or Corey Finnerin um, from Ivy Envy Podcast or, you know, Josh um, from Jordan Hall, excuse me, not Josh, Jordan Hall from the Sports Pros Podcast. What got them into sports? And those are the questions that I actually find interesting too, because I think that all of us as sports fans have these questions. So I'm super excited that I will be adding a fan stories um, episode each week starting in September. Um, so it gives me a couple of weeks to kind of get some the first couple of people on um, and try to get some cool people and maybe talking about football, the end of baseball, and then we'll have basketball. It's just, it never stops. So again, if you're interested in doing this, eventually, I promise sometime in this month, um, of, well, I'll August, it'll be next week. Um, but we'll have the um, page on Sports Gal Pal. And as soon as it's up and running, I will tweet it out to the world. So you guys can maybe sign up if you want to be on the podcast. So again, these are going to be um, episodes where it's only the conversation uh, between um, you and me. So it won't be any of the um, like what I learned this week or the question of the week, but keep those coming. Um, and again, I want this podcast to be really a reflection of fans. And I feel like we can learn ways to get into sports um, by having these kind of conversations and having real conversations. You know, why do you love the sports you love? Why do you love the teams you love? What is it about sports that makes us go, oh, hashtag sigh. Um, you know, maybe I'm the only one that does sigh with sports, but anyway, that's just me. So um, the other thing I want you guys to be looking out for is that, so my podcasting mentor, the Pod Vader, who is on Blog Talk Radio with me, he hosts a podcast called Next Fan Up, which is going to be fantastic for all of you guys and gals who will be playing um, fantasy football. You'll get lots of great information about that. Well, he and I are teaming up against um, Nick Sudebring from um, Inside the Jungle Podcast and Corey Finneran, who is on this podcast um, from IVNV on the show Trivial Warfare. So as a lot of you know that I um, guest hosted an episode of Trivial Warfare and Jonathan liked me so much. He's like, hi, Ramona, I want to bring you back and I want to bring in all these guys and we're going to do sports trivia and you got to answer the questions this time. I am so terrified because Nick, who's a big fan of Trivial Warfare, apparently he's really good at sports trivia and Pod Bear and I are going, oh no. Like if I were regular trivia, I would be trash talking Nick to the end of the world because I'm really good at that. But sports, it's a giant world. I'm very, very terrified. So if you have any good tips for me of how to cram, like, you know, a lifetime worth of sports knowledge into my brain between now and um, Friday, I'd really appreciate it. So you can send those to Ramona at sportsgalpaw.com. Again, I want to thank Kendra Smiley so much for coming onto the podcast this week. She was terrific. Um, again, 
you know, don't hate the game. Just learn to understand why the rest of us not love it so much. If you want to find out more about the Sports Gal Pal, make sure you follow me on Sports Gal Pal at um, Twitter. And you can also like the Sports Gal Pal Facebook page. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.